Hello, and welcome to this long-awaited new episode of Union Matters, NSGE's podcast. I am your host this week, Holly, and I am joined here today by Connor Porter. Welcome, Connor. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, So we took a little bit of a hiatus from podcasting during the onset of the pandemic, but we decided to start back up again with a special episode to uh, recognize Allied Healthcare Professionals Week, which we celebrate during the first week of November in Nova Scotia. But back at NSGU's Triennial Convention in 2019, we passed a resolution to raise awareness of the crucial role our allied healthcare professionals play in our healthcare system. Since then, uh, the union has tried to raise awareness of the week, and we've actually written to the premier asking him to make it an official week here in Nova Scotia. So he wrote back in, I think it was in January, and he agreed to proclaim this week in 2020. So Mr. Premier, if you are listening, please consider this your reminder. Um, So I think there are actually something like 140 different occupations that fall under the umbrella of allied health professionals. And Connor, you are one of them, correct? Uh, Yes, I am. You're a medical laboratory technologist? Uh, Yeah, that's correct. Okay, cool. Uh, What exactly does a medical laboratory technologist do? Uh, So we perform the majority of like uh, routine diagnostic uh, testing in the hospital. So um, if you ever had a sample collected, so blood or swab or anything like that, um, they'd get sent off to the lab and the, and the lab is us. Okay. Um, so uh, I work in microbiology, but there's lots of small disciplines, but there's, we'll do chemistry and hematology and um, blood transfusion. So we also do a lot of blood collection depending on where you're from. So you may have had a lab tech taking your blood if you've ever, uh, uh, had tests Blood done. On. Okay, yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. What, it used to, you work in microbiology? Yes, I work in the microbiology department at the QE2. Okay, so what specifically do you guys test for, or look for, or kind of procedures do you guys do? Uh, so normally we would do um, sort of infectious diseases. Um, so the big thing this year would be that, that we uh, do all the, the COVID testing. Oh, okay. All right. You've been busy. Yeah. So it's been a busy year. So uh, lots of changes. Um, so outside of that, we, we do lots of routines. So uh, like UTIs. So if you ever sent a urine in, we, yeah. we would do the culture for that. Okay. If, you ever, if you ever had strep throat, get a swab sent off to the lab, that, that would be us. Okay. Yeah. All bacterial things and like MRSA and stuff in the hospital. Yeah, so yeah, yeah MRSA, um, VRE, CRE, all the, oh, all the, the acronyms. The fun bugs. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, uh, not just bacteria, so we bacteria, viruses, uh, fungi, parasites. We cool. Cover all those bases. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you guys must have like extra, extra precautions in place because of COVID. Is, is anything changed for you guys in your work environment since this all started? Or oh, yeah. All, I mean, it's yeah. kind of uh, got a little. It's been a little topsy-turvy with all the changes. Yeah. Um, so the, we do have added precautions, nothing to do over the top because we, uh, we took precautions anyways for yeah. infectious diseases whenever we're dealing with it. Um, but we added uh, additional precautions on top of our routine ones um, uh, for our own safety, obviously, and also for the public safety because uh, we don't want anything getting out anywhere. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. And. I'm guessing the volume of your work has probably increased pretty dramatically, like the number of tests that you're processing, even in COVID alone, plus the normal stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, so we've implemented tons of changes to sort of make that process 
uh, easier to, uh, to increase our capacity and make it easier on our end. But yeah. we've done uh, we've done many more tests than uh, <laughs> we used to before. Um, so I'm, I mean, in virology, which COVID would be, I mean, I would say we probably only maybe do maybe not even um, 100 tests a day or something like that. But, okay. but now with, with COVID, that might even be an exaggeration saying 100 yeah. tests a day, but because um, <laughs> uh, it can be quite expensive. But I would say with COVID, we're probably doing, um, well, you can, you can see the numbers online through the Nova Scotia Health every yeah. day. Um, so anywhere from 500 to 1,000 tests, wow. depending on uh, how busy things are going. Yeah. Uh, and they've been working, uh, increasing air capacity. So we've gotten lots of new equipment. So, oh, that's, that's a bonus. Yeah, exactly. Lining. So, um, so it helps increase our capacity at the start. It was just, uh, yeah, just, just manpower and overtime. Getting all, all the <laughs> tests done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate the work you did. That's, that's been a busy time, I'm sure. So, yeah. um, in non COVID times, what does a typical day at work look like for you specifically? Like what do you, what does your day look like? Uh, so our typical days, uh, when I arrive at work, I, um, uh, with microbiology, um, we typically, depending on where you're working, you want to see what, what tests you have to do throughout the day. Okay. So say if you're working, um, in bacteriology, you might have cultures that were set up overnight since the bacteria needs to grow overnight before we can, um, analyze it. Mm -hmm. So we'll have a, a set amount of work we want to get through in a day. Um, and same with up in virology. So that's my main two disciplines I work in. We'll usually have a, a queue of specimens we need to, to get through in a day. So um, that's where we'll organize our day around that and then um, uh, go from there doing our testing, either um, you know, looking at the bacteria that's growing on a, on a Petri dish and deciding what's a pathogen and what might be normal flora that would be considered normal in your body. Okay. Or uh, virology, we need to do um, DNA extraction and amplification. So we would set those up into runs say we want to do all the uh the varicella zoster so all the, the shingles run for the day so we want to get all those samples uh organized um and then extract those and then it can be quite a long process uh maybe it takes about four or five hours to get a whole run of something like okay. that through so, so you try to do it in batches and make sure it's all really organized yeah exactly so i mean for virology setting it into batches we can uh, get a bunch of samples out at once and just because of the way the test works if we do it in batches it's it's um, a little more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. There's a method to your madness. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. How many people are in your lab? Like how many, like in your area, how many people do the work you do? Uh, so it's increased a lot. Um, trying to think. There's so many new faces. Even I, I don't know them all anymore. Um, maybe 20 or 30 people. But okay. But now it's, it's increased <laughs> quite a bit. I would have to actually check. Um, yeah. It feels a little more crowded. Maybe it may. Yeah. Um, and a big thing is we've been doing more shift work, so I, I don't see them all at once, but oh, okay. there's more people doing um, uh, evenings and overnight shifts now to keep the lab uh, open 24 hours for the COVID testing. Okay. Yeah. So that's been an adjustment for you guys, is yeah, having new shifts. And exactly. Stuff, yeah. And we've needed a lot more um, clerical staff and also lab assistants okay. to help us put through the... Uh, all the paperwork. All the paperwork. Yeah. So yeah, we get the requisitions, so that needed to get entered into our computer so the results go to the right people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and also... So MLA is the medical laboratory assistants. They also help us um, get those samples set up and labeled properly and ready to go. So the, the techs can uh, do the actual analysis on the uh, yeah. instruments. So there's a lot of you guys doing different functions that all relate to one another. So it's teamwork makes the dream work kind of deal. Yeah, right? exactly. And even within that, they'll have um, 
MLAs and MLTs, so assistants and technologists trained in different uh, aspects. So there might be a tech that's trained in uh, bacteriology yeah. and mycology, and yeah. there's others that are doing virology and stuff like that. So basically there's this like whole other world that is within the hospital that patients never see that really we count on a lot to to make sure that people get diagnosed and treated. Yes, I, I'd say so. I mean, and that's, and that's just microbiology. So um, I think people underestimate how large the lab is. Yeah. So it's the, the lab, the, well, the main labs of the hospitals, other small ones spread throughout, is um, in the McKenzie building at, on the Victoria uh, General uh, Campus. Yeah. So it, it's the whole building is all... Oh, it's all cool. labs. So okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, so lots of different disciplines that I mean do other tests other than microbiology for you. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of those things like because you don't see it, you don't really realize how uh, extensive it is, and yeah. No. You, yeah. You don't. You don't get to see uh, lab techs very often. Just going in as a patient. So yeah. yeah. I, I bet you guys are kind of glad for that. <laughs> uh, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, sometimes not. It's nice to be able to talk to people and actually. Uh, tell them what you're doing because yeah. um, I mean some people are pretty interested in it. And I always like to educate people if they want to know about it yeah uh, most people find it pretty interesting to actually know how it goes from uh, getting your swab to yeah or getting your blood taken to getting a, a result back from your doctor yeah it's pretty cool yeah 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 there's a lot Excellent. involved in it <laughs> um how long have you been doing this work for um so I've been a, a lab tech for about um five years so most of that's been in microbiology okay uh but when i first started i did a um a short just six months doing a hematology as well okay cool yeah and what's your background like how did you get into this aspect of uh so generally if you want you're going to be a medical laboratory technologist you're gonna in nova scotia you you would go to the community college uh, and they have a specific medical laboratory technologist course okay um and other schools across the um country provide a similar program uh and so we're accredited by a uh, governing council for the country called um csmls the canadian society for medical uh laboratory science okay so we there's like a standardized test that everyone has to take to nationwide uh, yeah. so yeah get certified as a as a tech so, okay yeah cool how did you like i'm just curious about what made you want to get into this line of work um so i at some point, I want, knew I wanted to go back to school, and I wanted to do healthcare. Yep. And I was just thinking about what aspects of healthcare would appeal to me, and I've always um, enjoyed science and research, um, and uh, I've always wanted to work in the lab. So that discipline, when I looked through the possible choices, really uh, stood out to me. So, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, because when people think healthcare, they generally think like doctors and nurses and like paramedics and the, the frontline people but there's actually like a whole group of people behind the scenes doing the work so. yeah i mean there's there's a lot of people in healthcare even um yeah porters running things around yeah. uh, or um, even helping move patients around like dietitians physiotherapists yeah i mean i'm respiratory therapists yeah, there's so many professions. There's a lot of there's crazy. a lot of people I, I I don't even know them all myself. Yeah. So. And so many acronyms. <laughs> yeah. There's an acronym for everything. You're there like, is, what is yeah. that? <laughs> Anyways, it's great. Um, what do you enjoy the most about your work? Um, I think for me it's um, the problem solving and also learning new things. So um, in microbiology, when you get to see a specimen, um, sort of working out what 
uh, might be going on with, uh, say, what's growing on a, a petri dish and yeah. determining what's good bacteria and what's bad bacteria and what sort of we just aren't too worried about <laughs> if it's there or not. So I enjoy the problem solving aspect and the lab is always changing because, uh, I mean, the pace of technology these days, um, yeah, things are always updating. So I, I, I enjoy learning something new, which, um, I mean, there's the pace of change has been quite rapid this year, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's been a good year for that, I guess. Yeah, so lots of opportunities to learn, um, especially with COVID. I mean, um, so much research going into learning new methods and then mm -hmm. um, even the, our managers and our doctors that are um, in charge of the lab uh, do a good job of getting new technologies in so we can keep our uh, testing uh, up to date. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, and so we help validate that and then also educate ourselves on how to do those new methods. Yeah, we've been like a central lab for some other provinces as well. Like, haven't we been helping with testing from like other provinces? Is, I, th uh, I, th I thought yeah, I heard we, that. We've done some testing. So um, uh, in the Maritimes, everyone's pretty self-sufficient now, but I believe we did some from New Brunswick and we also got some from... Uh, St. Pierre, Pierre and Miquelon. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So, uh, especially our samples from France is what I <laughs> always uh, call them. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we've been helping out from some other places cool. to help them get set up and um, huh. get validated. But um, it's nice that we have the capacity to do that. To yeah. Be able to help. It has yeah. been, which is, yeah, a, a credit to uh, the managers and doctors in the hospital, sort of. Um, getting new equipment for us to actually be able to up that workload yeah. and also the staff in the lab. I mean, they've done a lot of hiring, but they've, yeah. um, it's been a stressful year and there's, there's no, uh, no normal in the lab this year. Every, every day you gotta yeah. change your workflow to something new. So yeah. people have to be flexible yeah, more so I mean, than ever. I'm guessing. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely been exhausting, but, uh, yeah. it's been interesting at the same time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering where they found like all of these new sciencey people, like <laughs> suddenly, like, uh, so, so some of them were, so when you train as a lab tech, you're sort of a, a generalist when you come out of school in the sense that you're trained in lots of discipline. Yeah. So some of them, they, um, stole from other other labs in the hospital because okay. uh, at the start of COVID, some of the other routine testing was a little down, including the routine microbiology stuff. Yeah. So we sort of stole people. Yeah. <laughs> and trained them a little bit. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Smart. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and now fix up again. They most of those people went back to their um, the sort of homes. Yeah. Uh, working in other departments, but um, if ever things get crazy, we can. Hopefully, call them again to. <laughs> yeah, if you need to call them in. Hopefully, we don't need to at yeah. the same time. I know, wouldn't that <laughs> yeah. be nice? Um, yeah, so pre COVID times, like forgetting about COVID for a minute, um, we all have challenges at work. So I'm curious about like what are some of the biggest challenges that you guys face in the lab? Um, so I'd, I'd say one of the biggest challenges in the lab for me would be um, since people don't understand the lab very well, is just communication with them. Um, other staff other, other other staff and other parts of the hospital yeah uh which i mean it's definitely on us sometimes i mean depending on the day you might not uh, have the most patience to describe like why maybe uh, you don't have a, a result yeah done yet or um and things do happen in the lab where maybe a result would be delayed more than usual yeah uh you get odd problem specimens sometimes that for whatever reason your normal techniques won't work on it so you'll have to resample re or, yeah, yeah resample or re redo the test yeah um, and also, I mean, some tests are really quick and you'll get the result really quickly. And some yeah. tests are going to take a few days for you yeah. to get the test back. So trying to like manage people's expectations when it comes to the results. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then trying to do it in like a, a manner that's understanding at the same time, because, yes. um, 
at the same time, I understand why people out there might be frustrated if they yeah. have a, a patient who's sick and they want to want to help them out and they're relying on your results. Yeah. yeah. So it's stressful. Like you guys are, people are waiting for your work. And yeah, it's important. yeah, it, yeah. It is important. Like people are making big life-changing decisions based on the results uh, we're putting out in the lab. So. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you kind of answered this already, but I'm going to ask you again, but how, how have things changed for you guys in the lab within within your workplace because of COVID? Uh, so they've changed quite a bit. So, uh, I mean, at the start of all this, it was just the, the stress of going into work and what are our new precautions going to be. Yeah. Um, working with specimens that got I me mean, the specimens themselves that got worked out pretty quickly yeah um but even just around other co-workers and employees like i mean everyone had to deal with this that was working and like wearing masks and yeah all that sort of thing i mean at the end of the day the, the biggest change was just the uh huge influx of work <laughs> that we got in yeah the volume yeah yeah i mean so i mean most of our staff got switched over to just um uh, we call it a sessioning, so entering all the requisitions we get with the samples, so that have the other pieces of paper that have the patient information mm-hmm. and the, the doctor it needs to go to. Mm-hmm. So we had to set up new systems for that. Um, that weren't like physically, like they were physically touching, um, or just a totally different way of doing it. Uh, not just the, not just touching them. I mean, touching them was fine, but actually entering them into oh. the, in, the actual data entry was like a is a was a huge yeah that was actually probably the biggest increase in yeah. workload in the whole lab. I think that that's like the universal complaint that I hear from everybody who works in the healthcare system. It doesn't matter what they do is the volume, the sheer volume of paperwork that is required with their job and how much that takes them away from like the, their other tasks. Yeah. And it's I mean, so, it is so important. Like, but in generally it's not too hard once that stuff is entered into a, a computer, but yeah. getting it into there can be, <laughs> yeah. So people in our lab have done a, a lot of, hard work to <laughs> to do that a lot a lot of uh a lot of work hours put yeah. into just entering that stuff in probably more than the, doing the actual testing if i'm yeah if data I'm entry honest. right yeah exactly. rather than yeah 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 gotcha um is there anything that you kind of wish that the general public knew or understood better about the work that you and your colleagues do in the lab and kind of behind the scenes um yeah, I mean, I think my big thing in the lab is people just don't understand how much of a uh, sort of huge beast it is in the hospital. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, we are sort of just separated from the the public. I mean, there's probably, geez, I don't even know how many lab techs would be working for NS, NSHA, probably hundreds, yeah. if not more than that. Yeah, um, yeah so it is uh, quite a huge part of um, the healthcare system. And I believe the statistic they always throw out is... Um, 70% of like diagnoses are uh, assisted by some sort of lab result of some yeah. sort. So without those results being uh, timely and accurate, um, healthcare just uh, suffers a lot without it, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, that information is necessary to quantify and back up kind of a, a theory too, so. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's some stuff you can diagnose maybe from symptoms, but I mean, at the end of the day, um, without the information for the the doctors or nurses or whoever's on the other end to make a decision, um, uh, you're kind of just guessing yeah. for a lot of things, right? So yeah, Totally. That makes yeah. sense. Um, you know what? You've answered all of my questions, but is there anything else you wanted to add or to mention about about kind of like not even just the work that you guys are doing like in, within your discipline, but the other allied healthcare professionals and the work that they're doing? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, um, like you said, it's just uh, awareness that all those 
those jobs do exist and they're you're, they're hugely important um to healthcare i mean like i said I, I could try to list off all the ones i know and i'd probably miss half of them because uh, yeah. i think it is very common for people to think that basically the two jobs in the hospital are uh, doctor and nurse yeah <laughs> but there there's a, there's a huge faction of people um doing tons of different jobs like i said from dietitians like even to people working uh, in the cafeteria to get food to all the patients laundry workers laundry workers yeah Yeah, there's porters like i said helping the patients around yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. it's pretty impressive actually when you when you get right right down to it and like when you see when i saw the number 140 different types of occupations that fall within that i was like wow yeah honestly i don't think i would have guessed that it was that high yeah (laughs) yeah. no it's a lot and i mean on a larger scale, as a union, the NSGE represents 1,800 different occupations, which is, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of jobs. <laughs> a lot of types of jobs, yeah. right? So it's crazy. Uh, well, Connor, I really appreciate you taking the time to meet with me today and to talk about the important work that you guys are doing. Um, to our listeners, we hope that you learned something about the allied healthcare professionals that help keep our healthcare system running. Uh, and thank you so much for turn- tuning in to NSGE's Union Matters podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at NSGEU. Have a good one.